got it. We're back. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Your uh, your favorite host is back from vacation, and we are we're back in action. So happy to be back here with you, Hank. Thank you for uh, jumping in. I know it's a little late at night over there for you, but uh, I'm I'm happy we're able to record a cast. We haven't recorded one in a little while, so it's gonna be fun. Well, Nate, you know how it is, man. These uh, these things are just. A- just an absolute pleasure to put together that's right so i'm always always down when it's when it's feasible so it's great to be here and uh we sure do hope all of you tuning in are doing well out there hope life is treating you good and um yeah we're uh we're back we're back how does it feel man dude it feels good i have been um I've been really busy lately and you know um I I've, I've told you and I've mentioned this on the cast but Tuesday is the is the day is the big day that I start the the new chapter of my life which is going back or going to college for the first time going back to school for the first time in over a decade and uh it's a little weird because i've been i've been talking about it for a while and i've been kind of like working on it and you know taking baby steps and just doing things here and there yeah but for a while it was kind of feeling like okay well am i am i actually going to be able to do it because it's it's almost like a dreamlike thing you know yeah is it actually going to happen am i really going to go back to fucking college and yet i'm uh, i'm i'm registered for classes i'm uh, you know i'm 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 all good to go and I'm starting classes on Tuesday and it's going to be oh, yeah. tough. It's going to be a lot of work because I'm going to be doing my job still at the same time, but I'm really excited. It's a big, big step that I, I don't normally take these kinds of big steps, you know, mm. not really my thing to, to go out on a limb like this. And I just said, Nope, this is what I have to fucking do. Got to do it. And I did it. Well, at least, the, at least I started it. <laughs> you did the most important I did the, thing. I did the hard part. The first damn step. And yeah. now you're just, you're going to do the next most important thing, which is taking the next damn step. And then mm-hmm. you just keep on doing that. And then all of a sudden you've got somewhere pretty cool. It's like a fucking Disney song. It's just a one foot in front of the other. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's yeah. how I'm going to change careers. <laughs> um but yeah I, i'm definitely nervous I'm definitely nervous about it yeah understandably so dude you're gonna be a schoolie again gonna be a fucking schoolboy. <laughs> i'm about to um probably tomorrow honestly either tomorrow or monday <clears throat> um i'm gonna be going school shopping like oh my god that's so cute dude i know <laughs> i'm gonna get a backpack and some oh notebooks and stuff adorable dude I w- some binders some three ring binders gotta post, you gotta post what you get to the grams dude oh, yeah i haven't been posting on instagram so i will I definitely see, i want to see what you pick up dude it'll be so cute you're gonna have like hello kitty notebooks and shit if i can find a warhammer lunchbox i'll definitely get that <laughs> That'd probably be too niche to find it in your 
local staples, but you know. <laughs> I might have to order that from overseas. Yeah, you'll have to special special order that one. <laughs> if I if I saw a backpack at like Walmart or something like that, I'm not gonna go to Walmart, but if you know, if I saw a backpack at some back to school place that had a space marine on it, I would totally I would totally go to uh, go to college with a space marine backpack. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Wouldn't give a shit about what anybody said. Mm. Yeah, that's funny, man. I I saw um, I saw Jan Sport today, and I know you probably see those all the time over there, but here, seeing a Jan Sport was like whoa. And it really, was, yeah, I mean, it, it was just very nostalgic, you know. Just because like, that's like more of a an American brand. It's I don't know. Like, I don't even know if they make it here, but yeah, that's just like one of the standard backpack brands I, here. I feel like that was just that was just like the backpack that everybody. That was the standard backpack. Like yeah. If you were gonna not care about your backpack, you would have a JanSport. And then also, if you like really cared about your backpack, you might have JanSport. Also, you might have a nice JanSport. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, there was like a cult about like those backpacks for some reason. Um, but. I definitely don't blame you for wanting to go for something a little more theatrical. <laughs> well, I have a military backpack that I actually got from, um, I can't remember if it was my dad or my brother. I'm pretty sure it was my dad, but it could have been my brother. One of them gave, gave me like one of the actual like backpacks that, uh, that like a Marine would be, would carry around in Afghanistan. And mm. it, I've had it for many years. <clears throat> I've taken it all over the freaking country and it's it's held up quite a bit but it's starting to fall apart on me mm-hmm. like I, I have two of the straps like tied together because they busted yeah my dog chewed up one of the clips on there so it mm-hmm. doesn't work it's starting to get some holes so i think it's finally tire- time to retire like my i think is i've had it for almost a decade mm. So I need to get me a, a, a new, a fancy new bag, some new supplies. I know this is all super interesting to you listeners, <laughs> but you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's weird to me. It's very weird to me because I, even whenever I was going to school, I didn't give a fuck about like the stuff I was using. I was just bare minimuming everything. Yeah. And um, like, <laughs> Like Will called me, he, he, he said, uh, he, he said something, called me something along the lines of, he was like, you were one of those loose paper boys, weren't you? You just stuffed <laughs> loose papers directly into the bag, didn't you? Like, yep. Along with like cheeseburgers, oh. um, you know, maybe some weed. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I was, I was not exactly your, uh, your most organized squared away student. Yeah, so uh, now that I'm going back, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, now I, I need to go get me some three-ring binders. I need to keep my shit together. Yeah, dude. I mean, I suppose some people can get by like that, but I'm just way too orderly of a person to, like, be able well. to... Well... I mean, it's it's not like <laughs> that's a... <laughs> it's not necessarily a good thing, right? Like, people... I think it's good to be organized, but like being orderly isn't necessarily good. Like that's just a personality trait, right? So like that just means I I get it. I get annoyed when shit is like dirty or disorganized, like faster than 
other mm-hmm. people do, right? So that's not like necessarily a good thing, but but I think it is good uh, if you can manage to translate that into being organized because it does make it so much easier. Like I, I'm sure when you have that, when you're just shoving shit into your backpack, like it takes you so much longer to find your oh, homework yeah. if you actually did it and then like stuff just gets lost and... I didn't even need to put my name on papers because there would be this stack of papers and mine would be this like crumpled, <laughs> stained mess. You could just pick it right out of the stack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, I think I've talked a little bit about this on here, but I can't remember because I've been talking to a lot of my friends lately about about this this transition I'm going through. Um, it's it's a totally different experience now because whenever I was younger, I hated school and I hated going to school for various reasons. Not, you know, I actually have always enjoyed learning, but my, my life was just a stress mess and my, my home life was crazy. So, you know, adding on extra stress and work through school was, was like overwhelming to me and I hated it. And uh, no, it just I, like I was always stressed out going to school, hmm. but now it's something that I actually want to do, and I'm excited to go, and I'm going to be, you know, spending money, um, putting forth time and intentional effort on it, and 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 working towards an actual goal that I want to achieve. So now suddenly I'm you know I'm motivated to actually do things right, and I I know how like it's not that difficult to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to fucking put a three hole punch and and put my papers in a binder. (laughs) But the, I think, (laughs) I think the idea of of knowing how it's more like just having good organizational habits and things like that and good study habits and good, um, you know, uh, deadline management, stuff like that. And that's stuff that I'm not good at, at least in this context, because I haven't Mm. done it and I've never done it right. And I haven't done it at all in, in over 10 years. So now I'm going to have to like learn new, new skills, essentially new, like personal habitual skills. Yo, one thing that, one thing that I did for, I didn't always do this, but I actually, I did this like a, a large minority of the time, I would say. And it helped me a lot. This is something that that you could um, during college. You mean during both high school and college? I did it because yeah, you you did in good college. in high school, didn't you? Yeah, like I, you had I killed grades. the game yeah. for sure. I was I was breezing through that shit, um, and I was really good with procrastination. Also, like I I was one of those people who you know like in. Um, senior year we had uh exhibition so you take like a full semester to do a research paper and and a presentation and i was like one of the, those class. people who really valuable class i really enjoyed it too and and what i did was because i just every year like i i always had friends that were se- like every year i had friends that were seniors and they were always complaining about exhibitions because they I didn't would get it. I remember that too. Until the last fucking second, and then they would get super stressed and and do it all in the last week or whatever. And I was just like, I'm just gonna do it all in the first week. 
Like, literally, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking blast this thing through right now, and then I can just do nothing the rest of the time. That's exactly and they offered what I that. did. They literally, that was one of the cool things about that class. They even said, like, if you get it done and you're you're good to go in two weeks, you get the rest of the semester off in this class, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. As yeah. long as you have to still be on campus, but you can go and do whatever you want. Yeah, so for me, like, that was a huge incentive. And I was like, why would I just sit here and, like, just get more and more stressed over the next, like, yeah, I mean, it's fun when you're fucking around in the beginning and you don't care or whatever, but then you pay for it later. So, yeah. Um, but to go back to, like, this is a habit that I, that I would really recommend building because it helped me so much. And that was whenever you get a sign whenever you get an assignment just the same day when you get home just spend 10 15 minutes working on it like get started with it just get started just give it a once over read the prompts and just start and dude i swear to you that will make such a big difference because like we can we figure so much stuff out when we're not even paying attention to it like you know you've you've heard about that um the like test taking strategy where it's like first just read all the questions yeah and then go back through and and do the it's because your subconscious will f start working blah 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 whatever it's the same it's the same idea but for for these assignments so yeah. like just just starting it oftentimes will make and a, a lot of times i would just start it the day of and then forget about it and then do the rest of it the day before yeah but just having some of it done yeah at least you already you're already started because that's yeah. always the hardest part yeah always and the a, hardest and part. a lot of the times it also gives you an idea of how long it's gonna take mm -hmm. because sometimes it would be i would start it and then i would just be like oh fuck dude like this is Oh, this is going to take me a lot of work. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, okay, I actually need to work on this before yeah. the day before it's due or I'm fucked. Like this is, or you might find that, or, Oh yeah, I'm already halfway done with it. I can put it to the back list because or, I can procrastinate or I can yeah. just knock it out now. Exactly. Or sometimes you just knock it out and then you're just like, Oh sick. I don't, this isn't even due until next week and it's already done. Like check. Yeah, so, I've definitely procrastinated some of like just the entry stuff, like the admission stuff and working on yeah. my, getting my classes registered. And it's been super stressful. And, um, you know, it's been my, you know, it's been my uh, first thing I've learned hmm. is just, and they, they, they actually said this kind of in, in the little like sort of, I guess you might call it a syllabus or whatever, you know, primer. Um they said, take advantage of as many of the school's resources as possible. Yeah. And they specifically mentioned like regularly see a student navigator, mm. regularly see a financial aid advisor, you know, use these, use these tools. They're free. They're, they're available. All you have to do is take advantage of them. Yeah. And I was really confused, really frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to set up a fucking in-person meeting with one of these navigators. Yeah. And now I'm just doing that every time. Just like, anytime I have a question, I send them an email or I, I freaking set yeah. up a meeting with them. And I've set up, I've had multiple meetings with them. 
And I got all of it done in a really brief period of time, just because I took advantage of, you know, surprise, surprise the people who do it for a fucking living. Yeah. It's their job. That's yeah. It's literally their job to help me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and, and they like me. They they're pre- they they that's the other thing. Like I feel like I'm almost imposing on somebody, but they love having somebody come in and be eager and ask questions and and yeah. you know want to help them have a smooth you know um, ride through the through the school process. Mm. So that's been you know asking for help. I'm going to do the same thing with my professors. Asking for help. Yeah. Dude, not procrastinating that's you know? honestly it's so huge like that's something i i kind of wish i did a better job with was like um yeah doing the kind of office hours stuff mm-hmm. and kind of getting to know the professors because honestly like if you just show up to that stuff and show that you're like trying First of all, you'll be able to a- they'll be able to answer all of your questions yeah. and help and help guide you for like what exactly they're looking for with the different stuff, but also like dude, they'll just give you better grades if they like you. <laughs> that's just really like, true. Not just no, true. Especially like, with the more uh, like subjective things yeah, like writing and stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> they'll just give you better grades like if you show that you're trying and you're a likable person like it's yeah. just how it how it is yeah and you know i have just f- found the the whole staff to be really really supportive and you know i that's another probably big difference that i was kind of used to whenever i was growing up is that you know up until the later half of sedona which was partially really my parents fault for trying to keep me in the dark or make me keep everybody else in the dark, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. But like the staffs of the schools I went to didn't really do that much for me. But, you know, <laughs> then, it, then it was just like, oh yeah, that's because they don't care. Now looking back, people did care, but they just had no idea what was going on. Dude, and once and the seriousness had... of my situation came out, they did start to do some stuff, but it was just like, you know, that was a, the more like the latter half of my senior year. Yeah, Which is when also, I was doing that exhibition class. They also just didn't have the resources. Yeah, they helped. True. You know, like we had like one guidance counselor, and mm-hmm. she. I honestly she helped I, me a lot. I I love her. Okay. Yeah, she, she. I really, really love her, but I know for a fact that she is solely responsible for multiple people not getting scholarships because she forgot to turn in like their (laughs) submit their applications and shit so like she definitely wasn't the best guidance counselor in the world but um she was definitely very sweet to me at least she i think she was she was one of those people one of those people where it's like you kind of love her or you hate her, I think. Yeah, yeah, I didn't that notice was, that. That happened a lot in Sedona. I noticed there was a lot of people who, especially later, once once people started to realize that there was something off about me or about my my home life, there was a lot of teachers that kind of let things slide. And I've always gotten along well with my teachers because I was well-behaved in class. Yeah. Um, and, and they they could understand like they recognized that I was paying attention and that I was like learning what was going on. I was a little rebellious as far as what they, what I would do and not do in class, but 
I was genuinely trying to learn. So all my teachers really liked me. I can only, I, I can definitely count on, on one hand, the amount of teachers that I think weren't really all that into him to me. It was probably just two or three. Um, but like there was multiple teachers there that some people just hated and it been back and pasted too. And I was just like, I don't, I don't understand why they're always nice to me. And they're just like, dude, she's a fucking bitch. That guy's an asshole. I'm just like, I've never even seen that. I don't know what you're talking about, man. They're always nice to me. (laughs) Maybe you're the asshole. (laughs) Maybe you're just a narcissist, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I, I know what you mean. Like, it's um i'd be a successful narcissist because they did treat me nice yeah yeah it, it is weird though like it's just a weird time man but i'm you know i'm 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 proud that you're uh that you're that you're doing taking this step i know i've already told you this but um i just think it's really awesome because so many people like you've been talking about how you're you're not the biggest fan of your job for a while now and you No, I'm not happy in it. I'm thankful for I'm grateful for my job, but I'm not happy. Yeah, and and like you know, and I don't know, maybe you you don't necessarily have to be happy about your job all the time, but the amount of like suffering that your job brings you from from what you've told me <laughs> Like, I'm just really glad physical and mental. Yeah. I'm just really glad that you're like actually doing something about it, you know? Cause so I think so many people just get stuck in whatever they're doing. And it's just like, there's no way that I could get out of this. Like, this is just my fate kind of, and they just slowly sink deeper and deeper into a situation that they just hate so like i'm super super stoked that you're uh that you're going out there and uh facing the dragon dude the dragon (laughs) chaos and yeah this uh, is uh this is actually kind of a theme that we've we've uh expounded upon especially um in in our more recent episodes of that uh the dark space of the unknown yeah where the demons of your own mind live (laughs) yeah and the cool thing is is you know we talked about this before but like by because because and what we just to expound on this a little bit like a little rehash basically you know this is all if we if we go back to the idea of the hero's journey right like you know it it begins in this in the known right like everything is just start from home status quo right this is like mm-hmm. what you're used to this is just like yeah this is how it is right and and that could be good or it could be kind of shitty right yeah. that's you know that's all just depending on the circumstances right but then at some point there's a call to action right and in the stories it's usually like some kind of um some event that shakes Mm -hmm. things up right but it could be a lot of times man a lot of times that call to action is just that fucking voice in the back of the head that's just there like your conscience you know and it just keeps on bringing the thing up 
again yeah. and again and again, right? Or it could literally be a call, like in your case. <laughs> a phone call. A phone call, <laughs> right? Yeah. A serendipitous phone call. Very serendipitous phone call. Right. Um, um, well, you know, so just, to, just to finish yeah, the, finish the idea, I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole hero's journey, but, but you know, it, eventually the hero ventures forth into the unknown and faces the dragon of chaos, right? And that's like, that is, it's a metaphor. That's like what we are afraid of, basically. That's the dragon. That's the unknown. And, and, and then when he faces the dragon, he's able to, well, of course, ideally slay the dragon. But the, the thing that I love there is the whole purpose of this. I mean, of course, it's this journey of self-exploration, but when he, he takes the hoard, you know, the dragon's hoard, the, the, the and the treasure that he seeks is held by this this dragon right so he can't, there's no treasure without the dragon and the what i love is is that he brings it back and shares it with the community and that's like the final stage of the whole hero's journey right and and that's one of the things i'm really excited about and i can see that you know you've talked about how you're a little bit nervous about getting back in there, right? And and so we know, like, okay, then we know for sure this is the right way to go. That's that's right? the because right it indicator, you, right? Like, okay, yeah. there's the dragon going back to fucking school, and it's so cool because we've we we've already talked about this off air, but like, this is going to bring so much treasure back to us the casual cognizers right <laughs> and it's so much juice for oh, us yeah. to talk about and and um so and I'm eventually really hope hopefully that. helping children yeah <laughs> and then that's that's a little more of like a long-term yeah um long yeah like in the next couple of years but yeah definitely that's and that's awesome too yeah so it's it's there there will be much treasure to haul back um <laughs> And, you know, it's, uh, it's scary because I, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm also like, really, I think I'm going like, once I step into that space and we talked about this uh, with the, the dark place metaphor, like I, I genuinely do believe, and I have for a while that once I get over the fear and actually get into the space i'm going to enjoy myself yeah and it's you know that journey is not going to be this fucking march through hell you know fending off demons the whole way it's right. going to be you know your jaunty quest <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that leads me there and back again right. um yeah, and this you know, particular one, like you don't have to fucking walk through Mordor. To, yeah, to, yeah. To this is the Hobbit, not the Lord of the Rings. This yeah. is a little bit more, a <laughs> little bit more chill. There'll be right. some trials and tribulations, but, but yeah, it's um, it, it, like my first classes, my first three classes. I still haven't picked my third one because the two that I had are they're not really going to work for my work schedule. So I've got to pick a third, you know, an elective one. I've bunch of different choices um but the two that i have which are both core classes for me like basically required classes are 
English communications, you know, a typical college English. I'll enjoy that. I write, I read both a lot and I, you know, that will be work, but I will enjoy the class. And then uh, my second one is going to be art appreciation. And it's just like, oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be one of the few people in that class. that's like glued to the professor, you know, it's actually an online class. So it'll probably make it even easier. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember um, my dad and brother both telling me that like the hardest thing, which is right in a lot of ways, hardest thing for me in this will be the sort of cutting back on my free time Mm. and because i'm a person who loves his free time but what i have to keep and and that is scary to me but what i have to keep reminding myself is that well fuck i mean i do like my own art appreciation stuff i do my own history stuff a lot of the times in my free time i'm doing the kinds of things that i'm going to do in this class and yeah i'll have to it'll have to be more targeted and intentional and and it'll be more tedious and more work but it's pretty much the same sort of shit that i'm already doing a lot of times you know i'm not gonna be playing video games but i don't really play that many video games anyways like most of my free time that i'm just chilling is spent by like like listening to books and watching informational videos and documentaries and reading things you know it's just it, it there's there's with the exception of a few different classes that will be required so much of what i'm going to be learning as a part of my degree is what i would already want to learn and and would will be very interested in so it won't be some chore you know it's it's um this goes back to my my hatred of school whenever i was a child of like no, it's not going to be like that. It's not, you're not going to get stupid little worksheets. <laughs> you're going to have to, you know, fill out 10 multiple choice questions for your nightly homework or something like that. Like that's not how fucking college works. There's definitely less busy work, but I mean, there, uh, I, I just, you should be ready to do some like bullshit no, oh, yeah. Like I said, it'll it'll still be tedious. Like, yeah, there'll like, be some of that for sure. It's going it to be depends. some tedious. It, dude, it depends so much on the on the professor. Like that, yeah. that just literally that will decide basically if it's in if it's. I mean, I've I've never I've never been able to enjoy a class that didn't have a good professor, even if I was like interested in the subject. <laughs> if 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 I didn't like the professor and if they didn't care, you know, if they if they didn't if they weren't good mm-hmm. at what they were doing and they didn't care, like it just sucked. And you probably had a lot of tough classes as a part of your engineering degree, right? Yeah, man, for sure. Some some of those classes were fucking brutal, man. Yeah. But but again, like ha, dude, the professor made all the difference. Like yeah. I remember one of the one of the last like you know, cuz in in most degrees like there there'll be like weed out classes basically. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. There'll be like a few, like organic chemistry I've heard is, yeah, is one of those. It's usually like a one of the like core classes. There's there'll usually be a few of the core classes that are like they call them weed out classes where it's just like these are made to be very difficult so that people who aren't serious about getting whatever degree 
it is won't get it yeah. because they won't take the time to actually be able to pass the class because they're super tough. And and one of them was, um, I think one of the last like weed out classes was uh, electromagnetism physics class. <laughs> yeah, that sounds tough. It was fucking hard. I got to say it was, it was a really hard class, but I'm telling you, bro, I had a great professor and yeah. it completely changed the game. It completely like, it was so cool because he showed, cause you get, you get to the point where you're looking at some of these equations and it's like, you know, it's kind of mind boggling where you see, you know, because in in lower like math and and uh, natural sciences, you you can you see an equation and like you can see like okay, that's that thing and that's that thing, and you can kind of understand the relationship just by looking at the equation. But at a certain point, it gets like oh, it gets it gets it's just like little... staggering amount of information and like so many different numbers yeah, and all and these things. different coefficients and yeah you know weird greek symbols and shit and you're just like what the fuck is going on but it was so cool dude because like the way that he broke it down you know and he and he was one of these guys who he was in he was one of the few professors that i knew who was like he was in the club of professors that are all interested in how people learn. Uh, you know what I mean? So like that was his interest on top of physics. Like he actually cared about how cared about the craft of wanted, teaching. Yeah. And he wanted to figure out how he could teach the best that he yeah. could. So, I mean, it, it was brilliant. He, he was like very interesting. And then he like, it was so cool. Cause it was so elegant how he, he showed how that, equation that looks like super alien and foreign how it was actually the exact same equation that we had learned in the first physics class which was um which was uh what do you cla like classical like more um classical physics like, like newtonian like newtonian stuff so so he showed out this is actually the same exact equation that we used for gravitational uh for like for gravity basically mm -hmm. and he showed how that was the same equation that we use for um for like calculating what was it it was it was related to like charge and the um whatever like the electromagnetic potential but based on the distance and like it was like or the magnetic field or I don't remember exactly positive and negative charges of, of particles I think it was, and stuff like that. It was like I mean it was basically oh, what was it, dude? See, I don't even remember now. This was years ago, but but basically it was just one of those moments where I was just like, dude, this is brilliant. He broke it down and he showed this is actually the same equation that you already know, even though it looks completely different and and uh yeah just like utilizing some some different techniques that we have found work really well for helping mm -hmm. people learn um a big thing it was literally just like uh just getting people into groups and just working together dude hashing yeah. it out talking it out just like asking questions and then 
letting people sort it out and see see if they can figure it out you know what i mean and mm -hmm. instead of just everyone being in their row and like you know you can't really do that if you're in a lecture hall with 500 people but when you're getting down into the smaller classes and you have 30 people maybe like you then you can do that kind of stuff and it's really really helpful for for uh learning and and i mean yeah like i think it's Feynman, like one one of his methods for you know he was talking about like the best way to learn something is to teach it so i've heard that i've heard that that's another thing like i mean w when you come across interesting shit in in your classes like just bring it on here and drop, yeah. drop some knowledge bombs on us and that's like such a good way to in really internalize and and because it's like it's also there's this we have this weird bias where like we think that we know stuff you know like you're sitting there you're in a lecture or whatever and they're talking and they're like oh this is just how this works and you're like yeah yeah totally I, yeah i, I, I get, get this buddy yeah, move you know it along I mean? and then but, somebody asks you to explain it and you're just like eh. uh, yeah exactly and and the thing that's so cool too is like a lot of times you'll get it partially yeah so by explaining it we like we always maybe we can start we start off well and then we get to a certain point like for me for example i was telling you about that equation right and, and yeah. it's been so long and now I, and so when i was explaining it i got to a point where it's like wait was that for like the magnetic field or was that oh i don't need right so now i'm like okay there's a pointer to what i where my understanding ends yeah of this thing and now i can go and zoom back in on that look up the equation or whatever and and remember i mean i don't need that information um yeah no, that's a good example but but yeah that's exactly uh yeah that was actually funny man what, what like <laughs> one of the things that just made me laugh when uh i remember i think i was it was like later on in in college and and we had like you know alum alumni engineers come in and talk about their experience in the industry and stuff and i remember one of the professors was like so like how much of what you learned here do you use in your job and he was just like basically nothing <laughs> like maybe two percent there's like one equation that i that i use or whatever and it's yeah, it's usually and, mostly uh, on the job training for most yeah, and, and careers. That's the kind of funny thing about this is like people think that it's like, oh yeah, I'll go to school and then I'll like get it and then I'll just know everything. Then I I'll know how know. to be an engineer. It's just like, no, that's able to go and work on a space station at all. No, you'll have like a piece of paper that tells people that like you have the potential to be competent in this field mm -hmm. and you're able to meet deadlines and you're like a reliable person and you can work with other people <laughs> and yeah uh you're not a psycho basically that'll be a big part of of my <laughs> bachelor's program i'm sure is just kind of and i i've already heard about this a little bit i i, I haven't 
explored that much of what my bachelor's program has in it yet because my associate's program is it's it's an associate's in the arts so it's a pretty basic uh degree but it it all leads into the bachelor's of education or whatever it's called um so I'm not sure exactly like how far I need to go in math or how far I need to go in science. I, I, I know that for my associates, like my, my second level math class will be college algebra. My two math classes for the next two years will be intro to college algebra and college algebra. Yeah. Fucking cake. I don't even think I'll have to get to pre-calc for my bachelor's program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of it will is, is actually has to do with like, you know, dealing with kids and coming up with lesson plans and, you know, abiding by curriculums and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of challenges my bachelor's program brings because my associate's program is going to be, it's, I don't want to just like sit here and just be like, ah, eh, whatever, it'd be fine. It'd be totally piece of cake but it won't be that difficult. Like none of my classes in and of themselves will be that big of a challenge. And that's good for me. I need a, I need a little ease into school. Um, but I, I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested to see, and I'm actually strangely enough um, uh, excited to see what sort of challenges my bachelor's program will have in it. Um, and it's, it's funny there because I'm less worried about that than I am about just getting into school. You know, that's, yeah. that's what we've been getting back to is just like the starting of it is, is the scary part. Yeah. But um, you know, every, every program has their, has their challenges and their difficulties. And obviously if you're in a STEM co- a STEM program, those are notoriously difficult as far as the academia you have to deal with. Mm. Um yeah, I'll, I think I'll be facing a whole different set of challenges, namely, um, you know, how to deal with children. I'm going to be uh, another thing I'm going to be doing, which a uh, mutual teacher of ours back from uh, in, in Sedona, Mark Sterling, um, he recommended to me is I'm going to do some substitute teaching, which I can just do whenever. Like I can yeah. do it now. So when my schedule allows, I'm going to do some substitute teaching probably next summer, more like it, um, you know, once my, once I, my work slows down a little bit since winter is my busy time, winter and spring. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, you know, my challenges will be much less in like learning something or studying or like doing like hardcore academia and it'll be a lot more about like how to manage people, especially children, and how to like keep myself organized and on top of things, and and you know how to how to essentially construct a good learning environment, mm. which I'm excited to do because I think I'll do good at, at it. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna take me a lot of learning to figure out exactly what that entails. I think I think you and I can create a fun learning environment when we're freeform in a podcast. But I've got to follow a curriculum. I've got to get results. I've got to actually teach, you know, basic subjects to kids. Or, you know, what we would consider basic subjects. 
and you know figure out what and these days there's actually some really interesting challenges to that specifically surrounding kind of the the attention span thing the technology thing um i'm there's there's just my brain's been going pretty fast on, on this this idea of you know once i get in there i'm passionate about about education i'm passionate about learning and about um, how we need to, you know, make reforms and do things differently. What am I going to do to actually do that? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one, man. I think hopefully this isn't the case, but that might be one of those things that's just like depressingly difficult to actually <laughs> make a meaningful impact in. Cause it's such a fucking mess. It's possible. Um, it's possible. It's definitely, you can do something. I mean, I think. But of course, it depends on the, the subject, biggest, too. The biggest difference you can make is just the day-to-day, just the the interactions, you know, just like being fucking real with the kids. It's. I think it's really Being enthusiastic. To change the, I mean, yeah, the whole thing needs a fucking rework, you know, but like, I think that's. That's going to be a progressive thing. Oh, yeah. That it's going to take so long for those fucks to catch up. Yeah, I don't expect to shake up the system alone. What I'm trying to think of is like, how can I work in this system that I think is has all these major flaws and work within that system in a way that creates a positive learning environment? Mm. And, you know, that will greatly i'm not I'm, I'm trying not to spend too much time but once again one step at a fucking time let me let me get into school before i start te- <laughs> thinking about how to teach but um you know it's it, it, a huge factor in that is what state am i in what yeah. the school administration is like what the um the income of the surrounding area is which um, for those who don't know about how the American education system is funded, this is one of the most fucked up things in our entire system. And one of the biggest reasons why our education system is dog shit. Our education funding is entirely tied to property taxes of the local residents. Yeah. So if you're in a poor area, your school gets less money. If you're in a rich area, your school gets more money. It's just, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah, that's one of those rich get richer things, and I, I won't take it into that direction, but that's the reason, like, okay, what am I going to do here? How far do I want to take this idea of I want to serve the community and serve the public because if I really wanted to make sacrifices, I could go into some extremely poor area and try and be a good teacher and make a difference there. It would be a nightmare in a lot of ways. Yeah. An underfunded fucking mess of a school and trying to go in there and make a positive difference. Am I willing to do that? I don't know, but I also don't think I'd want to just try and find like the richest place, you know, the best funded and just like, okay, where can I get the best deal for Nate? Hmm. 
So there's a balance to be had there of like, where do I want to put my effort? How much sacrifice do I want to make? I mean, honestly, becoming a teacher in America is a little bit of a sacrifice in and of itself because you're underpaid. But, um, you know, I, I could even mitigate that by trying to go into a private school, which I really wouldn't do. I would not go into a private school, but a lot of people do. A lot of people say, hey, I get a more lucrative deal from me if I go into this private school or this religious school or what have you. Hmm. So, you know, there's there's a, a lot of what, like, what kind of difference you can make and how much you can do um, within the system kind of depends on where you are. Literally, like, geographically. Yeah, for sure. What fucking zip code you're in. But, oh boy. Anyways, let's see here. What do, what do we get on time? How you doing on time, bud? I think uh, I think I should probably, I think I should probably get. Need to start wrapping things up. Yeah, I think I should get, get right. going to bed. I I gotta get up early for for work tomorrow, so that would be good to wrap things on. You're going back to work and I'm going back to school. What the fuck is happening, man? Life has just turned upside down. <laughs> well, hopefully that's not <laughs> upside down for me, but <laughs> No, we're 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 turning it back right side up. <clears throat> right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, um <clears throat> we'll uh we'll get back together this week and record another one cuz I do I know you've been a little tired. I wanted to wanted to give you a little bit of a little bit of a break and and be the lead uh, lead waltzer here, but I want to hear about your trip. My trips. <laughs> your trips. Yeah, your multiple <laughs> trips. So, uh yes. we're going to save that for next we'll, episode. We'll, we'll get trippy with it next. Yeah. Next month um, sure. perhaps uh one day this week I can get up nice and early in the morning, we can do that. Um so I'll I'll uh I'll be talking with you later on and we'll get together. Thanks everybody for listening today. Hope you enjoyed this uh this return to the space and a little rundown of what's going on in my life. Um and we will see you next week. We're going to get back on our normal schedule. I've got got Eric coming back on the cast. He's either we're either going to be doing it later tonight or more likely next weekend. Um, so I got him coming back on the cast. And I have got a very, very special guest that I'm not quite going to announce until we actually have every, all the details worked out. But the specialist of guests that we've had on so far, I think. No offense to our other wonderful, <laughs> wonderful guests who I've, I've well, loved just, every single one of them. It's just somebody that people have maybe heard of. <laughs> not just like friends and, you know, random acquaintances. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That so, would be interesting. Yeah, we've got some exciting stuff coming up. Um, thank you for, for returning to us after our little, our little break. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, everybody. Love you. Thanks for listening. Peace.